Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1, please. When you find Proverbs chapter 1, put something there, a bookmark, something. Then turn to Proverbs chapter 31. Proverbs 1 and Proverbs chapter 31. I'll also be in 1 Kings chapter 4 if you'd like to go there. It's not necessary, but uh, if you'd like to go there as well, you can. All of the verses will be on the screen, and if you do not have a Bible, please see me after the service. Be happy to get you one. Proverbs 1, Proverbs 31, 1 Kings 4. So as you're finding those passages, let me just say what a great week it's been here at Grace. Uh, to all of you who joined us at Driesen Beach Park last week for the all-church picnic, um, thank you so much. We had a wonderful time together. The food was great. Fellowship was greater. Uh, and then we all trekked down to the ocean uh, for uh, baptisms. What a joy. I say all the time, Dwayne mentioned this, I say it all the time. Baptism Sunday is the greatest day of the year. And congratulations to Asher and to Emmy and to Wendy for publicly professing their faith in Jesus Christ through baptism. And then on Thursday, a great group of people went to the Savannah Bananas game. Uh, there are more opportunities to do that. If you were there on a Thursday and you took pictures, send those to Stacy. She'd love to create a gallery of pictures uh, uh, at the Savannah Bananas game, maybe post it on our uh, Facebook page. Uh, but I heard it was a great, great day. There are more uh, games coming. Three, I believe. We'll get those dates to you as tickets become available. And that brings us to today, which is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all of you moms. May God bless you in a special way today as we celebrate you. Uh, ladies, as you leave here, there is a table outside. The Grace Women's Ministry has uh, created uh, bags uh, of gifts for each one of you. That is for all ladies. That is, if you are a mom, if you have a mom, if you want to be a mom, if you love someone like a mom, that's not, I'm not talking to you men on that last one. There is a gift waiting for you. Please stop by the women's ministry table and pick that up. God bless you, dear ladies, uh, for your faithfulness. Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1. I'm starting in verse 1 this morning. This is what the Bible says. Reading through verse 7. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction. To perceive the words of understanding. To receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. To give prudence to the simple. To the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. To understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom 
and instruction. Title of my message this morning is In Awe of God and Moms. In Awe of God and Moms. And if you would like to track the message this morning, kind of follow along with me as I progress, you can listen for these things. Pressure. What is a dendrologist? An intimidating title, a term of endearment, Thor Ramsey, and an IOU. Six things, six things, pressure, what is a dendrologist, an intimidating title, a term of endearment, Thor Ramsey, and an IOU. Let's go to the Lord. Lord, I'm so thankful for the morning right now. Thankful for this moment right now. Uh, the privilege of gathering together as a body of believers, a family of believers. Thank you for the fellowship we can enjoy, the singing. We do praise you, Lord. Thank you for the privilege that is ours to open this book. Thank you for the privilege that is mine to stand before your people. And I pray that you will bless them today. I pray especially for the moms in the room. God bless them today. Uh, and through these verses in uh, Proverbs, speak, please, speak to all of us. Give us ears to hear. I pray for Matthew this morning. Bless him and his family. Uh, is there a way? Uh, I think of Charlene, who is away also. Bless her and her family. Uh, Kimberly Pyle. Mrs. Hoy. And I think of uh, Kelsey, whose birthday is today. Thank you for her commitment to the ministry here at Grace. So thankful for the staff you've assembled. God bless them today. And now bless our time. Thank you for your presence here. Lord, our, our desire certainly is to honor moms, but ultimately we want to glorify you. May that be the case today. In Jesus' name. Amen. So I was sharing... Uh, with the staff earlier this week of my excitement about today. Uh, Matthew asked me several weeks ago uh, if I would preach this morning. Uh, as I said earlier, I uh, quickly accepted. I was uh, excited about that. I'm always excited about these opportunities. But when my son found out I was preaching today, uh, he had uh, a little bit of a different take, and it changed everything for me. In a very matter-of-fact way, my son said, wow, preaching on Mother's Day, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> Suddenly, all of my excitement turned into stress. <laughs> Thanks a lot, dear son. 
first verse of Proverbs chapter 1 introduces the book and the author. The Bible says this, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. The Proverbs are a collection of sayings that are intended to serve as a guide to daily living. They're most often brief sayings uh, that compare and contrast two thoughts, but they can be longer discourses as well. Either way, they are always meaningful and always insightful. The author of the book of Proverbs is Solomon. And so that he doesn't get confused with anyone else named Solomon, he goes further by stating he's the son of David and the king of Israel. So after King David died, his son Solomon became king of Israel. And back in 1 Kings chapter 3, the Bible says Solomon loved the Lord. It says Solomon walked in all the ways of his father David. And you know the story. You know this story here. God appeared to Solomon in a dream. And he asked this question, what shall I give you? God was so pleased with Solomon. He asked the question, what do you want? What can I give to you, Solomon? And instead of asking for long life for himself, instead of asking for riches, instead of asking for revenge on his enemies, he asked for this in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 9. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to govern this your great people? And Solomon's request pleased the Lord. So much so that the Bible says God blessed Solomon with a wise and understanding heart, 1 Kings 3.12. Not only that, he blessed him with riches, with honor, with the promise of a long life if he remained faithful and obedient to God's commands. And the result of all this is found in 1 Kings chapter 4. And I'm going to start, 1 Kings chapter 4, I'm going to start at verse 29. And I'll read through the end of the chapter. This is what the Bible says. And God gave Solomon wisdom and exceedingly great understanding and largeness of heart like the sand on the seashore. Thus Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the men of the east and all the wisdom of Egypt. For he was wiser than all men, than Ethan the Ezrahite, and Heman, Chalcol, and Darda the sons of Mahal. And his fame was in all the surrounding nations. He spoke 3,000 proverbs, and his songs were 1,005. Also he spoke of trees from the cedar tree of Lebanon, even to the hyssop that springs out of the wall. He spoke also of animals, of birds, of creeping things, and of fish. And men of all nations, from all the kings of the earth who had heard of his wisdom, came to hear the wisdom of Solomon because of God's blessing on Solomon's life. 
Solomon became wise in many areas. Verse 30 and 31 of 1 Kings chapter 4. Solomon was wiser than all men. Verse 31 again. He was famous in all the surrounding nations. Verse 33, he knew a lot about a lot of things. Chapter 4, verse 33 says Solomon spoke of trees. Solomon knew a lot about trees. That makes Solomon a dendrologist. Dendrology is the study of trees. He spoke of hyssop. Hyssop is a plant. That makes Solomon a botanist. He spoke of animals, so he was a zoologist. He spoke of birds, so he was an ornithologist. That verse continues and said he spoke of creeping things. He was a creeping thingsologist. And he spoke of fish. So Solomon was a, an ichthyologist, yes, when God gave Solomon wisdom. He made him wise in a variety of areas. And verse 34, verse 34 says Solomon was highly respected by other kings. From all over they came to hear the wisdom of Solomon and to learn from him. And then back in verse 32. 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 32, the Bible says Solomon spoke 3,000 proverbs and was the writer of 1,005 songs. He was a prolific songwriter as well. And it was through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that Solomon shared several hundred of his proverbs in written form that became the book of Proverbs that we have open this morning. Why? What is the purpose of the book of Proverbs? Solomon lists several purposes, seven, as a matter of fact, starting in verse 2. Number one, the purpose of the book of Proverbs, to know wisdom and instruction. To know wisdom and instruction. Now, wisdom here is not about head knowledge. It's not about being smart the Hebrew word for wisdom has to do with skill. Skill. It's about the practical application of the scriptures. Living out how God intends for us to live. The word instruction can be translated discipline. It's the process of receiving information and then having the discipline to put it into practice. Number two. To perceive the words of understanding. Second half of verse 2. To perceive the words of understanding. Understanding is the ability to consider opposing viewpoints or differing pieces of information and determine which one is right. It's the ability to discern or to judge accurately. Number three. To receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. Now listen, Solomon's not being redundant here. He's not simply repeating himself just to repeat himself. That word instruction is 
The same as in verse 2. The word instruction in verse 3 is the same word in verse 2. But that word wisdom, it's different. Wisdom here means intelligence. It's the receiving of intelligent information. Justice, it's self-explanatory. It's the receiving of just or right information. Right instruction. Judgment, the act of putting into practice that right instruction that was just mentioned. That's judgment. And then equity is the fairness in dispensing justice. Number four, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. The simple are simple-minded. They're naive. The book of Proverbs is written to give prudence or caution, caution to the simple-minded. The young man is the one who is young and immature. They need knowledge and discretion in order to grow into a mature man. There's a shared idea of common sense. That's what's intended in this point. The Proverbs teach common sense to the simple and to the immature. Number five, to increase learning. First half of verse five says, The man who is wise will hear. And because he is wise, he'll not only hear the information, but it will increase his learning. Second half of verse 5 is number 6. Attain wise counsel. The man who already has understanding will attain wise counsel through the Proverbs. Men who are wise, men who have understanding, they are mature. They're not the simple. They're not the, the young or the immature. They're mature. But men who are wise always want to learn. They always want to know more. Men who have understanding are always seeking wise counsel. They never think they have arrived. Oh, I know enough. They don't get there. They always want to know more. They want to, always want to learn more. They set the example for the simple-minded and for the immature. Number seven, purpose of the book of Proverbs, to understand a proverb and an enigma. The words of the wise and their riddles. That's the ability to interpret what appears difficult. Things that appear difficult. The Proverbs will help you to understand those things. I know many men and women as well who will read a proverb a day, every day, that corresponds to that day of the month. If it's the first, they read chapter 1. If it's the 10th, they read chapter 10. They do this every day over and over, and they're reading the Proverbs Every day. And they've been doing this for years. That is wise. Solomon lists seven purposes for writing the book of Proverbs. And he follows those seven purposes with the theme of the book, which is found in verse 7, where the Bible says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Knowledge of God is the starting point for understanding everything else. Thank you. Knowledge of God is the starting point. If you want to understand everything else, 
You cannot understand truth if you do not first know God. That's why everything is questioned today, because the world says there is no absolute truth. The Bible differs with that. You cannot understand grace if you do not first know God. You cannot understand justice. You cannot understand science, the origin of the universe, the value of life, the meaning of life. You cannot know these things if you don't first know God. But it's not just about knowing God, dear grace. It's not just about knowing God. It's not about facts, but it's about a growing knowledge of God. Knowing God so well that it puts him in his rightful place. He is God, I am not. And it results in my being in awe of him. In awe. Since my ordination uh, two years ago here, uh, I carry a title in front of my name. It's a title I rarely use. I find it intimidating. Reverend. It's a title that comes with being ordained, and it means worthy to be revered. Entitled to reverence and deep respect and veneration and awe. Listen, that's not me, all right? That's not me. And when I hear someone say Reverend Salvis, I cringe a little bit. That's not me. But that is the Lord. That is the Lord, the fear of the Lord. That word fear means reverence. It means being in awe of God. That's what the fear of the Lord is. It's being in awe of the one who sustains the universe, Colossians 1.17 and Hebrews 1.3. It's being in awe of the one who holds the oceans in his hands, Isaiah 40, verse 12. It's being in awe of the one who heals the sick, Jeremiah 17.14. In awe of the one who gives life and the one who can take it. 1 Samuel 2.6 Being in awe of the one who sent his son to die on the cross for you and for me. And then raised him back to life. John 3.16 and Luke 24 verses 6 and 7. For the Christian, for the Christian, there is nothing in the Lord to be afraid of. But there is everything to be in awe of. That's the fear of the Lord. And it's the starting place of all true knowledge. So what's all of this got to do with Mother's Day? And the answer is everything. You have a bookmark in uh, chapter 31, Proverbs chapter 31, 
starting at verse 1. I'm just going to read the first two verses to start. This is what the Bible says. The words of King Lemuel, the utterance which his mother taught him. What, my son? And what, son of my womb? And what, son of my vows? I'm just going to stop there for a second. So in chapter 31, we are introduced to this uh, gentleman named King Lemuel. There is nothing known about King Lemuel. As a matter of fact, the name Lemuel never appears in the Bible except for uh, Proverbs 31. First time in verse 1, the second time in verse 4. Let me pause for just a moment and talk about that name Lemuel. So this happened um, 32, over 32 years ago, because my daughter's that age, and we did not have children at the time. Blair and I had uh, some uh, friends over for a cookout and uh, fellowship, uh, and at some point I needed Blair's attention. We were having a great time, and I just needed to get Blair's attention. So I called out for her, across the room. I didn't call her Lemuel. Stay with me, I'll get to that. But I said, Hey, honey bunch! And every head turned to me. And one of the girls there said, Just like this, honey bunch! Yes, honey bunch! She's my wife. I can call her what I want. I choose to call her Honey Bunch. I don't think that's too bad. I don't know where Honey Bunch got started, but I've been calling my wife that forever. Most of you have a pet name for your spouse or your children. They're called Terms of Endearment. And they say you are special to me. According to John MacArthur, Jewish tradition identifies Lemuel as King Solomon. Other commentators agree and say Lemuel is the name by which Solomon's mother called him. That would make Lemuel a term of endearment. The name Lemuel means one who belongs to God, or one who is devoted to God. And every time his mother called him Lemuel, she was saying, you are special. You belong to God. Who was Solomon's mother? Bathsheba. Bathsheba. Think about that. Bathsheba. And then think about what follows the introduction of King Lemuel in verse 1. The utterance which his mother, that would be Bathsheba, if this is in fact Solomon, that would be Bathsheba. The utterance which his mother taught him. Three times, three times in verse 2, she refers to him as my son. My son. The son of my womb, the son of my vows, 
And by repeating it three times, she's expressing her deep, deep love and affection for her son. And the great pride she has in being his mother. But it's that last reference, son of my vows, that sticks out to me because it suggests that she dedicated her son to the Lord just as Hannah did with Samuel. So again, if this is Bathsheba speaking to Solomon in verse 2, she'd already given birth to a baby who was conceived in adultery. And that baby died seven days after birth. So when she became pregnant with Solomon, she dedicated him to the Lord. Perhaps when he was still in her womb, son of my womb, son of my vows, she dedicated him to the Lord. And that's where she would have gotten the name, the term of endearment, Lemuel, one who belongs to God. The first nine verses of Proverbs 31 are a beautiful picture of a mother's love for her son. They're an exhortation by the mother of King Lemuel to do what is right as king of Israel. And then the following 22 verses, that is verses 10 to 31, may be a continuation of her teaching. If so, they describe what a loving mother wants for her son in a wife, or what she wants her daughter to aspire to become. It's hard to know that. It's quite possible uh, they were written by the man who is called Lemuel here. I do think that's Solomon. And if that's right, then he's extolling the qualities of his own mom, Bathsheba. Or perhaps the mother of his children. So these verses, verses 10 to 31, form an acrostic poem. 22 verses corresponding with the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet from beginning to end. Charles Ryrie says these verses exalt the honor and dignity of womanhood. Not just wives, not just moms, but all women. The Bible says in verse 10 of Proverbs 31, who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. That word wife in verse 10, it's the Hebrew word isha. Isha it can be translated woman, wife, or bride. The King James Version uses the word woman. Who can find a virtuous woman? A virtuous woman who can find, I believe, is exactly how the King James says it. She's a rare treasure, the Bible says. Her worth is far above rubies. Now skip down to verse 28. Let me read the final verses of, of Proverbs chapter 31. Starting at verse 28, this is what the Bible says. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is passing, 
But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. Started the message in the first chapter of Proverbs. We're ending the message in the final chapter. There's a connection between the two. There's a connection between Proverbs chapter 1 and Proverbs chapter 31. Did you catch it? The book of Proverbs begins and ends with the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 1.7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Proverbs 31.30, a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. The book of Proverbs, hear me. The book of Proverbs, Proverbs does not end with praise for the king who fears the Lord. It ends with praise for the mom. It's Mother's Day. I don't know if you're familiar with a comedian named Thor Ramsey, but he says Mother's Day is the most difficult holiday to buy a greeting card for. That's because all of the cards at the store, uh, cards at the store have ribbons and bows and hearts and fancy writing on it, and they all scream to the most wonderful mother in the world. And there's a bunch of loops and fancy writing, and uh, just captures the eye. And he says, "I just want a card that simply tells the truth." Now, he's a comedian, it's a joke, uh, and his punchline is delivered perfectly, and it is funny, and it's easy to laugh. But I've been thinking about this joke all week. Thor Ramsey says all he wants is that card. When he gives it to his mom, she'll open it, and it simply says, you did the best you could. <laughs> you did the best you could. I don't know a single mom who believes she was the most wonderful mother in the world. I don't know a single mom who would call herself the perfect mom. But I know a lot of moms who wanted to be a good mom. A lot of moms who strived to be a good mom, and they did the best they could. Ladies, I have good news for you this morning. If you are a mom, if you are a grandmother, if you're a stepmom, if you want to be a mom, if you're a spiritual mom to someone, if you're investing in the life of a child today, the Bible makes this promise. The woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. We're not talking about the past. We're not talking about regrets. We're talking about this moment right now. If you 
fear the Lord, mom, you shall be praised. It is a promise from the scriptures. And if your children do not praise you, or if the father of your children doesn't praise you, if others don't praise you, you shall receive your praise from the Lord. It's a promise. I have a homework assignment for you. This is for all of you. The first, two assignments, the first is to Google the song I-O-U, that's I dot O dot U dot. Google the song I-O-U by Jimmy Dean. How many of you have heard it? Really? Wow. Okay. I, you know, the Google uh, site for Jimmy Dean's IOU is going to crash today, I hope. <laughs> please, please do this. Google I.O.U. IOU by Jimmy Dean and listen to it. Listen to that song. It's not really a song, it's, it's a love letter by a son to his mom. And I assure you, as you listen to it, you're going to see yourself in it. You're going to remember your own mom and the sacrifices she made. It is exceptional. Have a tissue as you read it, or pardon me, as you listen to it. Men, you can listen to it alone so your wife doesn't see you. It's exceptional. Please. Listen to that song this afternoon. It'll serve as an inspiration for you as you complete this second assignment. The second assignment is from verse 28 of, of Proverbs 31. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Verse 28 is written as a statement, but I read it as a command. The term rise up means growing to maturity. Children have been raised. They're able to look back and bless their mom for her love and care for her. Her husband praises her. You excel them all, verse 29. Second assignment is this. Be obedient to Proverbs 31, 28. Write a note of thanks to your mom, to the mother of your children, to a mom you know who's doing the best she can. You will bless her. If your mom is deceased, like my own mom, write a note to bless the mother of your grandchildren or to a woman who's investing in the lives of others. Take some time to bless a woman of God this week. And if that woman is a fearer of the Lord, praise her. She deserves it. She deserves it. Let's bow our heads and pray together. Lord, again, thank you for your word.
So now that the message is over, I pray that your spirit will do his work and have his way in us, please. God, as we uh, mull these things over in our minds and in our hearts, grant us wisdom in how to proceed. And I pray that every woman in this room will be blessed this week by a word, by a note, by something that says thank you for the impact you're having in the life of a child. Lord, I can't think, uh, I can't help but uh, think of my own mom this morning. I know she would say she isn't perfect. but she sure was perfect for me. So I pray, Lord, that as she is in your presence, please let her know I'm thinking of her today. In Jesus' name.